Hey Marcus, you got a request? You got a DJ request? Dope. Yeah, I, don't know. I was listening to R&B music on the way here. You listen to R&B? We'll close out R&B there. Here we go. Hold on. I got to. Like the don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick, say I see Turn me up a little bit. Said I'm stressed out. Stressed out. So tired. So tired. My days. Yeah. So lonely. Y'all ain't know <laughs> Vacation Q30 Raw Podcast If you ain't scared, step into the queue Mark the value over there laughing You know we go into the next level Vacation's calling soon No, seriously though, really <laughs> Everybody out there, hope you're doing good, hope you're feeling good. Q30 Raw. Today we got a guest, uh, someone that I go to to bounce ideas off of, someone I, I talk to about a lot of different things, puts me on game about finance. I got my guy Reese Johnson. What's going on, people? What's, What's up, man? What's going on? I'm boy Reese Johnson, a.k.a. Mr. Gas, gut in sync. You know, Gut Insane Podcast on YouTube. That's just a quick shameless plug, my bad. No, you good. No, you good. Go ahead, shout it out. Yeah. Go ahead, shout Thank it you. out. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Gasmerch.com and Urban Apparel out there, special t-shirts that you know, all the rest of the men and women alike. All small, big and wide. Women wide. You know? So, um, yeah. Over to Gasmerch.com. Show some love and support, folks. You could turn your uh, mic up a little bit more on your side. Okay. Gotcha. Bet. Boom. So, how are you, my brother? How are you? How are you? How are you feeling? Man, I'm blessed. Man, I can't complain. Man, I can't complain at all. Man, just out here grinding. You know, God has blessed me to see another day, and you know, just take you know take take advantage of every opportunity I have on this side of eternity. Bad. My guy Marcavelli is here. Yeah. And uh so recently in our most recent podcast episodes, we've been um talking about finance and financial literacy mm-hmm. and what is wealth and so many different things. And we're not financiers or anything like that. So we can't really mm-hmm. give sauce or game or we just can give our perspectives on it. But uh just as someone that deals with finance. Um, I figured that you'd be the best person to even talk about this stuff. So, I'm not a financial guru, everybody. I just need everybody to know that. Right. But I just tell people what works for me on the level that I'm on, and I just believe that the level that I'm on as a you know a young black man, um, my you know strategy will work for a lot of black people that didn't you know come into an inheritance or a lump sum of money. You know, so I, you know, my mindset is to play the, the long game. You know, how can I set myself up in the long run? Because, you know, I realized that, you know, I probably was never going to become a famous rapper. 
I realized that, you know, I probably wasn't going to come into a lump sum of money. So better than just wait around for those opportunities to come, I figured, like, while I work towards my music and other endeavors that I was doing, I need to be still setting myself up financially in case those things didn't happen. So, you know, I just implemented, you know, a few strategies that worked for me, you know, um, and I was able to put myself on instead of work waiting for somebody else to put me on. And real quick, I just want to touch this up real quick. That was, I got I got Marcus mm-hmm. Clay Thompson in the corner ready to pull up. He just he just slipped the screen real quick. Yeah, I was, before you go, I just want to say like one of the things that I just took away from I which I hope everybody heard it while he was still working on his dream of what he wanted to do with music and stuff like that. He understood like okay, like, I want to do this, but until this can be, like, my go-to, my number one, I need to be doing something in place of that until my dream, you know, progresses. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, it's 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 not giving up on your dream, but you got to fuel your mm-hmm. dream. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's, it don't take off for everybody. Like, some people, they want to play basketball. They come straight out of high school. Some of them, they got to go four years in college, and then they got to go overseas before they make it to the league. But it's like, while you waiting for your dream to manifest, like, what else are you doing to kind of push yourself in, in position to where, like, you'll be ready for that and still, like, be going that way towards that path? That's, that's, that's major. I, I hope everybody heard that because that's, that's a major key. Well, I, I wouldn't even say yes. uh, waiting. I would say that, yes, you might have a vision or goal set for you but again just to go with your your analogy not everyone makes it to the nba yeah right yeah but if you're still making the most out of the opportunities that you do have correct whether that be four years of college going overseas playing in rome then playing in italy and stuff like that you're still Mm -hmm. playing out your story instead of sitting around on the couch just waiting for something to drop in your lap or yeah. get the call. Yeah. Yes. Because a lot of yeah. people say, they always try to say, well, don't have a plan B or a plan A. Plan, I mean, plan C. Plan A has to work. And I'm like, well, a lot, you, you know, that sounds good in hindsight to a lot of people. <laughs> right. But here's the fact of the matter. <laughs> you know, 1% of people who's in college, oh, no, I think it's either, it's in between 1% or 5% mm-hmm. make it to the actual NBA. Right. You know, um, right. um, and as far as like the, even in the entertainment business, music wise, like that's even lesser. Like the talent is, let me tell you something about music. They, in today, especially in today's culture, uh, they don't need talent, they create talent. And most people think it's their talent that's going to get them somewhere, but it's not talent anymore. It's really, it's about what they can market. So, so if you you might be the most talented person, and everybody, even the you know so, somebody famous might say you're talented, but if you're not marketable, where you can't, they can't do nothing with you. Your talent is still trash. Well, it's not trash, but it's it's useless yeah. in 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 the the grand scheme of the industry. So what I told myself was I'm I'm gonna put myself on. And how I put myself on, I didn't want to become an industry guy. I didn't want to feel like, okay, if I did get on, I had to do certain things 
strange things for certain people because every, what's more, what's more piece, most people don't know is a record deal is a big old loan with a high interest, yep. 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 and you got to pay it back at all costs. So I say, you know what? You know, I, I want to be able to do things on my own. So, you know, I put things in place far as financial, you know, and now I can make music on my own terms, build my own audience, and, and be out the way, you know, and create my own avenue. It may not be on a mainstream or grand scheme and getting on radio stations and stuff like that, but what's the purpose of being famous broke? Right. I'd rather have I'd rather have the finance. Actually, just to that point, I, I told Marcus this one time. Uh, someone told me a long time ago, when it comes down to people dealing as far as we're talking about music, right? You got the people who are trying to get paid. Then you got the people just trying to be famous. And there's a mm-hmm. big difference between the two. Huge difference. So I just wanted to say that as far as uh, what you was alluding to. Mark Avelli, any questions? We'll start to start, set it off. Let's do it. Man, what would be some things... What would be some things early on that you would tell, uh, well, I guess for me and G, like we getting into this new chapter in our life and stuff like that, like financially, because that's one thing we was talking about on the last episode. Like it's not many things, like I had to learn a lot, like about credit, you know, what's saving money, you know, stock markets, IRAs and all of that. I had to learn all that on my own. I didn't really come from money either. So what's like, Mm -hmm. I guess, a gym? you would give to, like, someone young, up-and-coming, trying to get their money right. They just moved out. They got their own spot. You know, they trying to understand, like, adulting on this level, but they don't necessarily come from it, but they trying to be successful. So my first step would be you have to understand, you know, yourself. You have to start disciplining yourself, right? That's the first step. The next thing you have to do Wealthy people, it's not about how much money they have. It's about how they how they budget themselves, how they practice self-control. Mm. So the first thing to the first thing to gain in wealth is to budget. Because m- most people's problems is not about money. It's about how much they spend. <sighs> most Americans will, if they will understand that if you make if you make sixty thousand a year. Mm-hmm. And you live off of thirty thousand of that, you able to save thirty thousand or twenty thousand or fifteen thousand a year. Mm-hmm. Just think about that. That is a lot of money. But unfortunately, a lot of people are consumers. So this was my mindset. I'll ball when I hit, I'll ball when I reach a certain number. My certain number when I first started off is when I get to a hundred thousand, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat myself. So when I was 29, I'm 42 now, I began to, um, I began to, uh, you know, fix my credit. I fixed my credit. Um, it, it took a couple years to fix my credit because I, at the time I didn't know what I was doing and, and I pretty much was getting robbed by a couple people who was, you know, doing the credit repair stuff until I learned how to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I was able to, you know, get my credit right. And then I bought a piece of property. But before I bought... Well, before I go and get, before I talk about when I bought a piece of property, when I was 29, um, I said, all right, I'm going to live really below my budget. 
So I said, I want to put up $5,000 a year. At the time, at that time, I was making like 65 or 60, around 60, 65,000 a year. So in order for me to do that, I said, all right, I'm, this is my bills and this is what I got to put up a month. I started putting that up. I mean, not a month, I'm sorry. Put, I started putting that up a year. I did that for about four years, right? And I had this certain amount of money and I lived like I didn't have that money. No matter how hard times get, I said, man, I'm not, I'm not touching that money. So when I was around, I see, 35, 30, yeah, around 35, I said, I'm up at the 10,000. Now, that, around that time, both my wife and I was working. So I believe in a two-household income, y'all. I believe in a two-household income. So I said, I'm up at the 10,000. And from, from, that, from that point on, from uh, the age of 30, around 34, 35, I've been putting $10,000 up a year and saving, sa saving $10,000 a year. Now, that takes budgeting yourself and living within your means. So then the next thing I did was I bought a piece of property and, you know, which which in, that, in the market at that time, it was the APR rates was low. And um, I was able to capitalize off that property when I um, when I sold it. When I sold, I bought it for two twelve. And when when I sold it, it was over four hundred thousand. So I was able to pocket some money. Then that opened up the door for me to buy another piece of, or two more pieces of property, and which I still have to this day. And those pieces of property right now is worth you know the, the market the market is up so much on them. Both those pieces of property is almost you know almost two hundred dollars. Uh, I mean two hundred thousand dollars a piece. You know, over you know, um, um, overvalued. Well, not overvalued, but in the market right now. So if I was to sell them, I can make some money off of that. So I'm always telling young people, fix your credit and buy property. That's the oldest thing America have always done. When the economy collapsed, the first thing they started doing, they, they didn't open up businesses. They didn't invest in the stock market. They always went into getting the property because people will always want to buy property. Yeah. Now, I don't know if y'all I don't know if y'all notice or not, but here in Atlanta, they building apartment buildings everywhere, apartment complexes and condos. Ask yourself, why are they doing that? They doing that so everybody can focus on living luxury in a luxury apartment. While everybody's living in a luxury apartment, they buying up all the land and all the houses. So when you get tired of living in that, that apartment after a few years, that $200,000 house that you should have bought this year is now $500,000. So it's a, it's a diversion. It's, they, they, they plan, they plan, and these banks are playing the long game. Now, I can't get too, many, I can't get too detailed into that because, you know, I work in finance. So, you know, I, I can't get too in detail on that, but, you know, all I'm saying is fix your credit, buy property, live within your means. Then you will be able, once you get to that certain number that you're comfortable and riding your wave on, then start treating yourself. Start treating yourself, you know, because by that time you already developed a habit. You already developed a skill. You already, you already develop how to budget yourself, and what you and you already know what you can what you can spend and what you can't spend. I always tell I always tell people that I ain't got like if somebody asks me for something, I say I ain't got it, right? Yeah. 
And I think I was telling G about this earlier. My kids, I'm like, yo, dad, can I get this? Can I get that? And I'm like, I ain't got it. And they, they look at me like I'm lying because they know, you know, I, I'm financially stable. And I say, and I say, just because, just because I have something, and y'all know I'm worth something, I'm worth something on paper. That doesn't mean I always have it in my bank account. However, I do have, I do created a stream of income that I can fund my life, fund my lifestyle and my household, but it's all within that budget. And if I'm close to my budget, then I can't give you something that I don't have. Yes, I have it, but if I have it, then I'm going to be outside my budget. And so you have to you and you have to be strict on yourself like that. It's it's when I tell you, then when you get to that place, I'm, I guarantee you, when you get to that place, it feels good to know that you got it, but it also feels good to practice that self control. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's that's how a lot of people, wealthy people, do it. I've I seen a wealthy man that I know. He bought something from Amazon, and 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 return. It was like. Twenty or thirty dollars, and he made a big issue on returning it. Now you're like, man, dude, you a multi-millionaire, man. Just go throw it in the closet somewhere. But he, his philosophy is that's still my money. I don't care if it's twenty dollars, and I adopted that too. Like I adopted that. Like you know what? You're right. If I spend money on something that I probably won't use, I'm going to return it because at the end of the day, that's still my money. That corporation is already a big billion-dollar corporation. They don't need my money. They don't need any more of my money. Yeah. So yeah. Um, if I can give if I can give that one gem to you know upcoming, budget yourself, make a five year plan for you. Like I said, like with me, it was that five thousand dollars a year. And if you think somebody might say, man, five thousand dollars ain't nothing. Um, it's better than what you had last year and the year before. Fair. You gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. And then in five years, you got twenty five thousand dollars. Five years. It's better than five years ago when you had the same job and ain't got nothing now. Five years now, currently. Facts. I don't care if it's $100. $100 saved is $100 better than what you did had, last, had the last time. And, 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 and then once you level up, you level up your, um, you level up your, uh, your, your savings. Yeah. Uh, this is three things that I do that I live by. I, um... I uh I give to God first. I give to myself, and I pay my bills with the rest. And if you if you keep that structure, you will never be broke, ever. Mm. What is your wealth number? You know, everyone's different. Everyone's number is uh, subjective. But like, now, do you have a number on it, or that, or did I do? You? I do have a number. My number is ten million. That's my number. Okay. And um, now, I, and I always tell people you you have to make a realistic make a realistic um um you know a realistic number. Now my number is realistic because I am currently investing in property with five pieces of property, you know. And 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 I'm I'm, a, I'm I don't know if I want to tell y'all my strategy. Nah. Because we're on live and then nah, other people, yeah, yeah, other is, people start taking nah, other people yeah, take nah, my nah, strategy. Nah, nah, nah. Too much sauce. Too, we <laughs> nah, we give nah, some we, sauce we, away for free. We are all about the free I sauce. Have to, I have to tell y'all offline. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, it'll be all fair. It'll be all fair. It'll be all fair. We're all about the yeah, free sauce. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. 
at this point, they I gotta they get it first. Submission, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, the onion powder. We gotta say that. Yeah. We gotta say that. We gotta say yeah. that. But, but I, all I'm gonna say is because I, I, I am all in giving people the game so they can, you know, so they can capitalize. All I'm gonna say is get you five pieces of property. You know, over a period of time, y'all still young. Y'all got time. Of course, you ain't gonna get them all in one year or two years. You gotta build it up. You gotta build your portfolio up. Rent them out, and all I'm going to say is get five pieces of property, do them real good, you know, rehab them real good, and you want to create an experience where people don't want to leave. And then you give the you give them the incentive to buy in a house within five years at your asking price. Hmm. And that's all I'm going to give you. And you can, and then you, you do that cycle all over again within... 20 years, you will be well on your way, depending on the, the value of the properties you're going, you're buying. So it's that good burger you can give right yourself. I'm saying, man, that, that had more onion powder than what I thought it was going to. Good God, man. <laughs> <laughs> and to the people, like, they wondering, like, man, how can I do that? Let me tell you why, how, I'm going to tell you how it's possible. If you have a job, you have a job, you've been on your job more than two years, you may, and, and you never bought a piece of property, now you got to utilize the grants and all and all the stuff that they have for first-time homebuyers if you're a first-time homebuyer. Uh, for first-time homebuyers, there's a lot of grants where you might not even have to put down a dime to buy your first piece of property. Mm. So you go ahead and buy your first piece of property, and live in it, you know, live in it, and, and you know, build equity in it, fix it up, make it look good, and then when you want to go ahead and rent it out, your house has character. When your house has character, people more is more inclined to want to stay there, especially where, now I'm going to give y'all another piece of, I'm going to give y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm about to give y'all something. I'm about to give y'all something real quick. Always buy a piece of property where there's a Starbucks, a Target, a Home Foods, or a senior citizen uh, living. We might have to bleep that out. Oh, man. <laughs> we might have to bleep that out. We might have to do some major <laughs> editing. Some major <laughs> composition on that yeah, We got to take, take all of that out. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to be in the workshop, the sweatshop. <laughs> yeah. on this I'm, I'm, too, I'm, I'm giving too much off. Yeah, you, you're giving I'm a giving lot, too man. Much yeah, you're giving no, a lot. No, you're good, you're good, you're good. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, you know, nah, man, you... You know, you can't be giving away too much sauce. Well, they they got to work said, for it. Said, I got to get it first. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Well, you gotta, I'm, all, I'm already in the mix of things. I'm already in the mix, so like you know, you know, is is I'm already I already got the ball rolling, so like you know, is I'm 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 doing things. I'm all you know I'm already in the mix. So I'm you know I, I like to give the game to the people for free. P, I know people do classes and seminars and they sell courses. I ain't in and all that. God has blessed me beyond my wildest dreams. So I, I would never thought I'd be in a position I'm in now. So I kind of feel like. Get, I don't want to gatekeep. I don't want I because I, I, I when I, I was that young that young buck trying to figure it out and then have nobody to really you know help me get there. Yeah. Do you feel so, as though no. that 
um, the only people you can give it to are like who who is eligible for the free sauce? Everybody. <laughs> he said eligible. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. You know, but you know what? Here's a here's a here's a here's a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Will everybody start putting this in action? No. Fair. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. no matter how much you, how, no matter how much you game you give somebody, it's all it's really all about the people that's going to put it in action. Yeah. That matters. I agree with that. But does that stop you from giving? No, that didn't stop me. I was determined. Yeah, I was determined. Like, no, nah, I was determined. I get around people who you know who's doing it, and I ask questions like, "Man, how did you do this? How did you do that?" It's, you know, how did that work for you? You know, it's, it's trial and error. Yeah. And the reason why I always tell people, man, I don't consider myself a guru because everybody got their own little strategy that worked for them. So, yeah, that, you know, that number is 10. Now, now, now somebody might say, why 10 million? Do I, I don't need 10 million. I don't really, to be honest, I don't really care to be a millionaire like that. But the reason why I say my number is 10 million is when I was talking to a fella who's a very wealthy fella, and he said his his goal was ten million. Now this guy is worth billions now. Now he said it was once he re, once he scored, he he felt like it was his duty to help other people get to pos, get in the position to win. Yeah. So when you know, and on his rise, and when he got his ten, when he got ten million. You know, of his business continued to grow and to continue to grow. Now it's worth, you know, what it's worth. And you know, now he said his comfort, his comfort zone is ten million. He can he he have all this wiggle wiggle room. He still live, and he still live like he's he's let he's worth less than ten million. So if he was to lose the re, all the money that he have, as long as he have that magic number, ten million. He's fine. So think about that. He's worth his his he's worth over a billion dollars, but his magic number is ten million. So he still live like he's on like like he like like he's worth under ten million. Think about that, because I know a lot of people if they was worth over a billion dollars, you you would know that they worth a billion dollars. Seeing this guy, you would never worth he you would never know that he was worth over ten billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, not ten billion dollars. I'm sorry, over a billion dollars. Mm. You would never know. So, like I said, you know, of course that number is subjective, but you also got to be realistic. What are you doing now to to say, okay, if you're worth ten million, I mean, if your magic number is ten million dollars, what are you doing now that's effectively getting you to that goal? That's what I was just about to ask you. What what speak to the discipline part of it? Because I mean. Of course, you know, I think the last episode we was talking about consumerism and, you know, like I was saying, when I first moved out and I started making money on my own, when I all the sneakers and all the little mm-hmm. trinkets and stuff like that that I wanted when I was growing up, couldn't get, I went and spent money on that. And then it wasn't until I got older and I started to realize, like, all the things I was buying, all the material stuff I really didn't need, then that's when I kind of started transition. It's like, okay, like I need to be using my money more like a resource and not just kind of throwing it away. So kind of speak to the discipline, like what type of mindset you gotta have and like, you know, in order to, like yeah. you said, be able to live below your means. So budget is the key. And 
Discipline is totally up to you. That's something that you have to do. You have to sit down, look at your look at your bank statements, see what's coming in and what's going out. Once you do that, you know, you'll be able to formulate a number of how much you're spending and how much you got coming in. Let's say, I, th I think I was telling G about this earlier. Let's say you make, you bring in $5,000 a month. You don't want your bills to be over $2,500 a month. And this is the reason why. If you can keep your bills under $2,500 a month, right? Remember, I go, it goes back to give to God first, uh, give to yourself, pay your bills with the rest. So now, you, let's say all your bills come to $2,500, right? And the other 25 is for yourself, yeah. right? You take that $500, uh, you, you take $500 out of the $2,500 for yourself, you set a number, you give that to God, and then with that other, with the rest of whatever the number it is, you, you take and use that for yourself. The $2,000 you put up, do that for a whole year. If you do that for a whole year, two times 12 is what? $24,000. Yeah, right. And that's just off of $5,000 a month. Sheesh. Think about that. See, most people don't think about that. And that's really most people not don't crazy think about, for real. It's really not. That's... That's obtainable. Now, somebody might say, okay, all right, I make $3,000 a month. How can I do that? All right, start off with that $3,000. Half of your bills cannot be half. I mean, it can't be more than half in that. So half of $3,000 is $1,500 now. How can you get your bill? Now you got to figure out a way. How can I live beneath my means to keep my bills under $1,500? Now, that's, that's, that's strict discipline. Now, you might say, well, my, my rent is $1,500. Well, who told you to move in a $1,500 apartment? Yeah. I know you want to be comfortable. Yeah. I know that. I understand. But this, imagine this discipline. If you can tolerate living somewhere where all your bills is under $1,500 and you're able to save the other half, let's say 15 times... Fifteen hundred. You saving fifteen hundred dollars? Well, you know what? At that point, you're gonna be saving a thousand. So, five. You take five hundred for yourself, and then you got a thousand. You put a thousand up a month, right? Yeah. That's twelve thousand dollars. That's in one year. So now, you can go move to another apartment, but you got twelve thousand dollars in the bank, and now you can try to figure out something else. Now you trick out. Now with that twelve thousand dollars, you figure out a side hustle. I I I just recently started doing Toro, right? So I said, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm do Toro. So I went to the bank and, te and told them I need this certain amount of money. I went and bought a Benz. I bought, I bought a, a, um, a 2020 um, Chevy Malibu, and I bought a 2015 Chevy Equinox, and I got a, 27, a, a, tw a 2017 um, E-Class 300. Okay. And I put them on Toro. B between three of those cars... All three of those between, I mean, all three of those cars every month bring me almost seven thousand dollars in between seven and ten thousand dollars. And my overhead on those is that you know, my overhead on it with the insurance and the car note is around fifteen hundred dollars because I got good credit, so I got good APR rates, I got good rates on all the cars. 
So now my my overhead on them is is uh fifteen hundred dollars, and on a bad month I bring about sixty five seven thousand dollars. On a good month I bring almost ten thousand dollars on three cars. You you see how to, now, and that's not even counting my re, my regular nine to five. I do. I still do have a job because I do believe in. I do believe in working, and the reason why I still work is because I have a family, and my job pays my sh- my family um, um, health insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been hearing that. So now, as an entrepreneur, crazy, yeah. exactly, I got health insurance for my whole family. You see how that works? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now I'm leveraging working this working at a job to to get health insurance. I got four hundred one k. And other stuff that I, you can't do as an entrepreneur, a, 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 a full-time entrepreneur. Mm. So it's so many side hustles, and now and I have two pieces of property. Well, two, my two pieces of property are Airbnb, and make and, and make really good money off of them too as well. So it's side hustles out there that you can do to make a decent living. Question. Yeah. When you were 29, right? Mm-hmm. Did you still have these ideas for our side hustles? Or what changed? Or was there something that changed? Or was just the amount of money you started coming upon? Or was it, like, a video you saw on uh, YouTube? Or was it just, like, the people you was around where now, like, you're getting exposed to these different ideas where now things are clicking for you? I've always been a hustler. <laughs> I'm from Philly. I've always been. I was. I always had some type of side hustle going on, um, but not at the capacity I have now because the internet is different, and you know, and a lot of other stuff is different, like Airbnb and and um and um and Toro. Um, but I've always had little side hustles, like when I was doing credit repairs. You know, I would I, when I learned how to do credit repair, I made a lot of. I mean, I made probably more money than what I'm doing now. Just doing people, you know, doing credit repair. It'd take. It, I would charge people at the time. I would charge people like almost a thousand dollars to fix their credit, and like literally, it took me an hour to formulate, to, to write out their, le- their letters, to you know, to structure everything. Mm-hmm. So in essence, I made a thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> so, and so you know, and and. It, and I would, on average, I would get about three clients a, 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 a week. So I kind of want to touch back on something that you that was uh, we could kind of touch on for a second. But I'm gonna let Marcavelli set it up because uh, mm-hmm. I might word it wrong. But the debate I've been having with so many people <laughs> about helping people because you touched on it a little bit. But I just want to clear the air, clear the air. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll let Marcavelli set, set it up for you. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> killing me, man. Okay, so, man. You correct me if I'm wrong, because right. it went two different ways. You, we talked about it earlier. It did pivot. So, when it comes to helping out people, you know, and putting people on, are you, let's just say you got two types of people. You got one person that's, you know, eager to learn. They pestering you. And, you know, they actually, they trying to make some of themselves. And then you got another person 
that they might not have no direction. They not really, you know, they don't really care for it. And they just mm -hmm. kind of nonchalant. Are you going to spend the same amount of time with each person, like the same amount of energy, trying to pour into each person and giving them game? Oh, or no. is you going to give one oh, person no. a little bit more energy than the other? No. The Bible says, do not cast your pearls to swine. So in other words, why would you give drop gems on somebody who's not going to take care of it? Would you give a million dollars to somebody who's careless? No. So why would you drop gems on somebody who's not going to value your time, your effort, and your gems? Gems is precious. Gems is, is, is people take care of gems. People hide gems so that other people won't get it. So if I'm if I'm if I'm spending the time giving you gems and you don't value it, I'm a I'm a I'm a just use my discretion. I'm just gonna have to put you in a certain category. Yeah. I'm, I, that doesn't mean I don't. That doesn't mean I don't value your friendship or I don't value you as a person. I'm just not gonna put you in this category. And then if the conversation comes up and you say, "Well, why didn't you do this?" and all you have to do is say, "Man, I tried." You didn't listen. It how okay so he worded it that way. That was probably like the sec. That was the second pivot. The first initial was once you get to a point where you have excess sauce, free sauce, or you have resources and stuff like that. Just as far as mm -hmm. going out and whether it be doing stuff for the community or even you say dropping gems, but like say. In passing, because I, I remember I told um, I told my my guys this story one time, and I was like, one time, huh? The sandwich story? The, the sandwich story? No, 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 no. The crazy lady story. Okay, okay, okay. So, I remember one time I was just at work when I used to sell retail, and this lady came in. Everyone knew her to be like the crazy lady who just was erratic. Her behavior was erratic. And but one time I was in the store by myself and I was cashing her out and she was with like her husband or whoever the case may be a guy. And um, she dropped a gem on me and the gem was she was like, you know, people think I'm crazy, but people take life too seriously. Mm. And they need to stop taking it so seriously. Just have fun with it. Right. Um. When she said that, and then she walked out, never saw her again. But, like, that to me was, like, her dropping a gem on me. That was her bestowing yes. some knowledge upon me that I could take with me and do something with, you know? And mm -hmm. pretty much the initial debate started from that, where it's just like, yo, like, if I know something or if I know something that can help someone or whether it be something that can make them some money or just something that can help brighten their day, I don't know. Like, I feel like it, should, you know, it should, should be shared with everyone. Sometimes, and this goes with friends, and this goes, we all do it too. Sometimes, a lot of people, a lot of people got to see you make it first. And, and I'm fine with that. But you also got to understand who's the leeches and who's pe and the, but the people who want to see you make it and see it work for you so they can come along and do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm that type of person. You can come to me with an idea, and it could be a really, really dope idea. 
but it may not be beneficial to my life at the moment. So, as some, you gotta, you, I'm gonna tell you, AG, go make it do what it do, bro. But right now, it's just, just not something that I can do right now. But when you get there, yeah, I mean, you know, we can, we can circle the block now. What's wrong with the black community is that we think that, oh, once we get there, you was hating on me. Nah, bro, you can't. I liken it to this. You know, now some people might say this is prideful, but it ain't prideful. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take financial advice from from a person who don't have it. Like, wh- how can you tell me how to make a million when you ain't never made a million? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what you say might be some game, but how do you know it work if you didn't if you didn't put that same thing into practice? How can I put my resources behind something that you are you you yourself didn't benefit off of first? Mm-hmm. So sometimes, a lot of times, people got to see you in action first. And I'm fine with people seeing me in action first. And I don't look at it like, oh, man, you should have been there from the beginning, man. That's, that's, you, know I mean? you should have believed in me. Nah, you don't really have to do that because at the end of the day, man, you know, a lot of people believe in action first. All right, go ahead and do it, man. I, I, you know, I support you and, and, and see what you got going on. And you know what I mean, but at the end of the day, let me let me let me see how it works work for you. It just it's the same thing with lending and banking and finances. Like, you got to show me your credit worthiness in order for me to give you a million dollars to approve you for a million dollars. Like, if you ain't showing me that you can generate money, why would I give you money and you can't even generate money? That's how lending works. If you want to make some, you know, if, if when you fill out an application for a credit card, they ask you. How much do you make a year? Yeah. Because they want to know whether you can pay that back or not. You don't, and, and you don't start questioning them. Well, why are you asking me whether I could pay it back? No, you do, you make growth. <laughs> so you can do the same thing. <laughs> you can do the same thing with your friends. All right, you know what? All right, it's cool. You know, you might not be here now, but I'm going to double the block. But, and then, you know, then if, 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 if whatever you're doing, it blow up, you just say, all right, man, like, all right, let's, you know, let's work on this. But you should be able to see who's 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 going to be the cherry picker versus somebody who's really down for the cause, and that just that just comes with knowing your friend group because you should know your friend group and certain activities that they did during the course of your friendship and see whether you know he's going to be an asset or a liability to your business or whatever you got going on. All right, so then that's, uh... like my my friend group, as far as businesses. Business-wise, it's small. Like, literally, I got, like, three dudes, three, maybe four dudes that I know that, you know, that, like I told you earlier, G, if I need it, and I, they, they wealthy, I, I, if I needed a million dollars, I can go to them right now. I'm like, hey, man, I need to get back. I need, I need this. You so, good, you good yeah. G? Well, I guess, you know, just since the big homie said it, you know. <laughs> 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 That'll just be the icing on the cake. Everyone has... I've just been out here just giving away free resources. Whoa, and I just need to... <laughs> <laughs> and i just been bugging this whole time, so I guess I'll shut it down. No free sauce for nobody. You get a TV, you get a TV. No free sauce for nobody. No free sauce for nobody. And just, man, just, man, do what... Don't be afraid to take risk. They say small risk, small rewards, big risk, big rewards. 
you know what I mean? You gonna risk is all about you gonna you can win, you can lose. Yeah. But don't be afraid to take risk. Most people is so scared to take risks that they trick themselves out of million dollar ideas just because they they fell ten times already. Remember this: Jeff Bezos started Amazon in '88, and it didn't take off like 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 literally take off to like 2015, 16. And now Amazon is a what? A, almost a trillion dollar business. He started Amazon in 1988. In 1988. I had no idea. That's crazy. And all, and all, and all he he just held it down with small government contracts. Look it up. This is Googleable information. Googleable. I like that. Yeah, I'm I'm for real <laughs> gonna look this up tonight, man. That's correct. 88. Yeah, it's either 88 or 89, somewhere in the 80s though. That's crazy. Yeah. That man Bezos said, yeah. this didn't happen overnight. <laughs> no, this ain't, I'm not an overnight success. <laughs> we was worried not about Michael Jordan. <laughs> right. And, and this whole time, yeah. he had a beast. <laughs> right, we had a real so, beast. A real one. <laughs> yeah, and just cut. imagine he'd have gave up on Amazon. Like, he like, man, you know what? I'm done. And Like, can you imagine he'd have gave up on Amazon? Man. And now... He got so much money when his, and his divorce settlement. You know how much money he gave his wife? It was like his two, ex-wife, and like, they don't even have kids. It's like two, three hundred M's. No, no. He gave her ten billion. Ah! <laughs> yes. Yeah, billion with a B. With a ten B's. With a B, and he's still worth what? His net worth is over three hundred billion. And Amazon share, uh, uh, um, Amazon stock, you know, the, the company as a whole yeah. is worth almost a trillion. So in essence, he's worth over a trillion dollars because he started the company. Because he still holds, he's no longer the CEO, but he still has shares in the company. Insane. 10 Bs. Yeah. He, get, he just, and that's, that's what he gave just for her to go. Light work. Be gone. He, he didn't fight. He, he said she light only work. wanted. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She didn't even want that much money. He gave it to her. He. he when last time you heard of a man to get just giving a woman some like many tip when in a divorce element? All he he want to fight for you know how much money to give it. He said, "Hun, just take that ten billion. He don't have no kids. She don't have no kids. He ain't, and he ain't got kids with her. So she, you know." He said, "You good." So that's what I'm saying, you know. Man, um, man it's um, man, just, just if you out there, li- anybody, young boys out there listening, if you start this routine now in your twenties, by the time you my age, forty two, if I if I knew what I knew now in my twenties, I'd have been to reach my goal. Mm. I'd have, I'd have been reached my goal of you know being without you know that number that that magic number. And the, the y'all and the the, uh, the younger generation have the most plentiful time. This is this is the most plentiful plentiful time ever because of the internet. Everything you know, most things are daggone daggone automated. And just think about being a fixer. That's it. Be a fixer. I'm giving y'all too much information. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
And live to... within your means and stay out the way. That's it. I ain't in no, no, I don't throw no money to no scrippers. Nope. What? Nope. 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 We ain't on that time. We ain't spending no money. We ain't spending no money on on nobody on on nobody. Nope. All money. I work too hard for my. I always tell this. Why would I? Why would I go spend my hard earned money on something that's only gonna last five minutes? Let's say I made fifteen dollars an hour. Right. I yeah. go to a strip club. The song lasts under a minute because the DJ cut it up. And she get up off. You just gave her fifty dollars because lap. I haven't been to a strip club in shoot probably like 15, 20 years. But from what I heard, a lap dance costs fifty dollars now. So you just gave her fifty dollars for half a song, which was under a minute, or maybe a minute and a half. You bugging? That's staggering. <laughs> if you make fifty dollars an hour, that's three hours worth of hard work just to just to catch a Woody and nothing. Man, you bugging? You bugging, but anyway, I'm gonna leave on that note. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your time, Reese. Your definitely valuable time. Anytime, uh, man. Anytime. Jeez, we gotta get you on the episode again because there's just some oh, other stuff I want to talk about. Um, we appreciate it. It was a blessing yeah. for you to come through on sure, on, on the sure. Q30 Raw podcast. Yeah, this might be one of our best. The hybrid, best, our hybrid episode, first hybrid. First hybrid. First hybrid. One time for the hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, appreciate you, Reese. Appreciate you, man. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, man. I see y'all on the flip. All right, man. I'll holler at you. What? Close us out, man. Close us out? Yeah. Ain't nothing else to say. That man, he he gave more gems than... I, I ain't gonna lie. Y'all listening, y'all should pay for this episode. I ain't gonna cap. I don't know. We might need to put like a little donation thing on it. No, for real. Set up Patreon or something like that. that this episode need to be paid for. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he definitely gave some people some moves. If they wanted to make some shake, they they definitely could. Overall, like, what do you th- what do you think about that though? Like about the stuff he was saying. I agree with everything. Like I said, I I have nothing else to be said. He he killed it. Not gonna lie. Well, one thing for sure, you will not hear me talk about helping anyone ever again. (laughs) (laughs) What did Dominique say? Be selfish. Right. Yeah, I'm going to be selfish. Shout out to Kels, man. Shout out to Kels. I'm definitely, I'm definitely, uh, selfish is definitely the way. And um, I don't know. What do you want to sign off at? Anything else you want to say before we out? Oh, for those that have uh, been hearing these past couple episodes, the Air Force One is still up under the couch. <laughs> ah, that's all I got to say. <laughs> and we got Marco Valley. <laughs> and this your boy, G-Baby. And we out expeditiously. <laughs> Yo! Win, 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 win. These niggas ain't shit. Win, 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 win. Stop chasing that bitch. Win, 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 win. Big J Rocco. On 10, 10, 10, 10. Exit at 4. Bring friend, 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 friend. Black, black, too dope. Jump in, 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 in.
it's all on a brick. And your diamonds like tap water. That shit way too foggy. These VVS is way awesome. Park CLS for baby mama. 